Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud, the podcast where we dive deep into topics happening all around the world today. I'm joined by Nurse Jody and Nurse Kimberly. Get ready for an exciting new format as we bring you the latest insights, experiences, and advice straight from the front lines of healthcare. Together, we're here to answer your burning questions, address your comments, and provide the support you need on your nursing and your healthcare journey. That's right, April. We've heard you loud and clear. You want more interactivity, more engagement, and we're here to deliver. This new format is all about you, our incredible listeners. We want to hear your stories, your challenges, and help you find the solutions you're looking for. Absolutely, Jody. I mean, this is a chance for the listeners to become a part of the conversation. Each episode, we are going to be featuring your questions and comments, tackling the topics that matter most to you. From career advice to self-care tips, we are here to empower and uplift our nursing community. So don't hold back. Send us your questions, share your experiences, and let us know what you want us to discuss. And together, we'll create a nurturing space where we can all learn, grow, and thrive as a community. And remember, this just isn't about us sharing our knowledge. We want to hear from you. Your voice matters and your experiences are valuable. So let's kick off this exciting new chapter of Nurses Out Loud, where the spotlight is on you. You guys can send your your questions, your comments, your concerns to nurses at americaoutloud.com. No, 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 no. Wait, what's our email? Yeah, it's dot com still. Okay. Nurses at AmericaOutloud.com. Okay, perfect. So we'll do that. And then we will go through those and we'll have, you know, a different nurse host. It might be a different combination on Mondays, but we'll go over those questions and comments and all of that on Mondays. Remember, we air at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore at 11 p.m. And then we will go to podcast usually a day or two after the show airs. So you can listen on any of your favorite podcasting apps. So let's talk about, I'm going to go and grab some of these listener questions and then anybody who wants to answer can answer. But um, here's one from Linda. Linda asks, how can we prepare for any future pandemic? I'm worried about my grandchildren. You know, I, I think the first thing we need to start doing is learning how to say no realizing that we have all of the power the power lies with the people and we have the numbers we have got the numbers we've just there are too many that lack the courage um so i think that we need to work really diligently at inspiring courage in others because we do have the numbers i think that's that's number one first and foremost is recognizing the propaganda for what it is and standing up collectively and saying no more yeah yeah definitely yeah i mean i can relate to that you know i have a four-year-old grandchild, 
my two oldest, they're 32 and 29 and a 13 year old at home. So it's a, it's, it's a challenge for sure. But I think like Kimberly said, we, we just have to choose to, first of all, you, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know, when, when people choose to be fearful of, you know, that carrot, whatever it is dangling over you, right. Whether it be, you, you can't come and be around the family anymore. You're mm-hmm. not going to get a paycheck. You're going to lose your livelihood. You're going to lose your community, you know, whatever it is. I, I think, how do you prepare? I mean, the the answer that I always give is look to God, mm-hmm. you know, recognize the signs of the times that we are living in. And I, I think the preachers, you know, have done such a horrible job preparing their congregation for what has been happening at lightning pace the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so there are uh, many of them are to blame for, in, in my, you know, opinion, they, they just haven't prepared you for what these days are going to be like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the three of us, we, we all really connected with our faith in God, mm-hmm. you know, nurse April, you and I met in, in December of no, right before that, I think October of 20 or November of 2021. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And immediately we knew like, Hey, we need to pay attention to this and yeah. the, you know, the, the coercion and everything. And Kimberly and I, you know, the three of us, you know, collaborated a year later and, mm-hmm. and it was all our faith in God. And, and many people that you hear speaking the truth, they are all guided by the Holy spirit. And and, you know, that that to me is the best way to prepare. Yeah, I say as far as preparing for the future, one thing is to be paying attention. Like if something sounds off, dig in, do your research. You don't have to be an expert at everything. There's a but there's an opportunity to go out there, scour the Internet, be able to tell when you're being fed a lie and when you can kind of trust what you're reading. You need to know your sources of course, but learn how to be your own investigator. Um, Listen to your intuition when something seems off. And what are some things that they used that carrot that they dangled? Well, it was jobs. So make sure that financially you're in a position where if they try to take and force you to either, you know, work and do what they tell you to do or not, you're in a position where you can be willing to let go of the things that you have, if it's really important to you, like when it came down to it for us and they were trying to force us to get vaccinated, I told my husband, I was, I will sell this house. We can walk away from everything and go live in a car before we let them to get this vaccine. And so you got to be willing to say, what are you willing to give up? Um, what else have, um, a lot of, of these, um, doctors have been creating kits like emergency kits that you can have at home that have antibiotics in them and things like that. So just in case there's a system shutdown and we can't get access to those things that are important, like antibiotics, you'll have them on hand, um, having an emergency food supply, 
Yep. And learn how to grow your own food just in case, because those are all things that they try to threaten us with. And um, oh, of course, also the banking situation that's happening right now, where they're trying to take away, you know, they're trying to get to phase out the ability for us to use cash. Yep. So we're going to have to start thinking creatively about who's going to be in your community that you can start doing some trading and bartering with. So that's the kind of preparation that I think of. So if there's going to be a future pandemic and they're going to try and force us into these systems that we don't want to comply with, then you have to prepare yourself in that way. So that's what I've been doing. Well, yeah. and I also think as well is um, take care of your physical health as yes. well, right? You know, if you are overweight, you know, like me, um, you know, really start to make changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've been making changes. I'm down 15 pounds and mm -hmm. I got it. I got, yeah, hey. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right. You know, it's like, it, it, I mean, being hungry is, is actually good for the body, right? That's right. where autophagy comes in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, know, know your community, know who your neighbors are, know what resources you have, um, you know, because stress is the one thing that will make people not see straight. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they're, they're stressed out. They're like, oh, I'm, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. But like you said, April, you know, I, for me, you know, I, I was willing to walk away from it all and sleep on people's couches, yep. you know, until I figured it out. But we all know that jobs are out there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we went back to the nineties guys where you can walk into a place and get hired on the spot mm -hmm. because no one wants to work anymore. It's you know, true. our kids are, are, you know, being resourceful and they're making money on TikTok and, you know, I mean, they, they're using social media and stuff to their advantage. And so not to say that you want to go get, you know, a McDonald's job, but, but I, I would have gotten three jobs before I took the shot. Same. Same. You know, that's what I think is so, you know, I got exempted from the mandate when I was working from home, but even just for a moment that, that knowing that anybody had that type of um, hold on me that I wouldn't be able to, you know, support myself, support a family, um, that I had to rely on income from somebody else that changed my whole perspective. And, you know, from that moment, I vowed that I was going to forge my own path. And that's what I'm, why I'm doing what I'm doing with remnant nursing and why I'm trying to make that available to other nurses and healthcare workers out there, because never again, am I going to be in a position where I am not self-reliant from here on out it is self-reliance all the way whether it be for my food um my um my my income all of it is going to be um self-reliant i'm never going to be in that position and like you said jody we've got to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable and until we are able to do that listen we're always going to be somebody's slave mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. that's it you know unless we can get to that point where we're uncomfortable and we're okay with it and i'm 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 increasingly more uncomfortable by the day okay yes, girl yes, yes. I've, been, yes. By the day. I've, been, I've been more uncomfortable in these last two years than i have my oh, entire life yeah so oh, true but you know it's okay this is actually another question you, you know, um, from Cindy, she asked, how do I get started in joining the nurse freedom network as a nurse who wants to work PRN? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and this is a great question. And I'm trying to tell people in, in it's, you know, we're not just in the United States either. We have a really large following all around the world and our PMA is global. So if you're a nurse in Australia, New Zealand, in the UK, and you're interested in what we're doing, um, you can join us at Remnant Nursing and become a Remnant Nursing Partner. Um, all you need to do is send your resume and a short little email to info at nursefreedomnetwork.org. And our Director of Operations, Krista O'Day, she's absolutely amazing. Um, she will get in touch with you and uh, will start that process of uh, seeing if you for a good fit, if we're a good fit for you and um, if you know you are a good fit for us. So um, we'll, we'll get that process going. And I actually just posted on all of my socials uh, testimonials from all of the nurses and Jody, Jody's included in there as well. Um, but all of the nurses, practitioner after practitioner that went on and you know, they really feel like our model is really beginning to, to change the paradigm and shift the paradigm in healthcare. They're all so pleased and happy with um, with the way that things are going, the, the care they're able to provide to their clients. The clients are happy, the nurses are happy. Um, so I think this is definitely the way forward and I'm excited to see where we're gonna go. So yeah, just go ahead and send an email to info at nursefreedomnetwork.org and you can check out our website at uh, remnantnursing.org as well. Yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about my experience doing that. And even prior to blowing the whistle, I was a contractor and uh, I would contract myself out to take care of patients, you know, for all kinds of reasons, mostly for surgery. But this one that I took with remnantnursing.org was a lady that was elderly. She did not want to go to the hospital. She had assumed to just die at home and she was dying. I mean, when I got there, you know, there was stool all throughout the house. Oh. She could not get up. She was she was like barely, you know, barely surviving. And with our resources that we have, we pulled together and got an IV nurse out to see her. I actually called the the ambulance a couple times and, you know, just to cover cover myself, but I, I was prepared to let her, you know, pass away if that was her choice for sure, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, she, she was just at that point in life, but, you know, I, I had the fire truck come out to the house and they, you know, said, we think you need to go to the hospital. And she said, I didn't want, I don't want to go. And I told her, I explained to her what could possibly happen. And she still made the choice to stay home and, and we recovered her. I was there oh. for three days. And, um, and the, here's another thing, guys, like, I think a lot of nurses don't realize that you could do that. You know, um, being a contractor, you make your own hours and remnant nursing was very generous in my hourly rate that I got extremely generous. And, um, and you're able to write taxes off at the end of the year. People don't realize the huge benefit. I mean, even if you just took a a job and you only made a few thousand dollars, you know, um, you, you still could write that off at the end of the year. So a, a lot of things. A lot. Can I say, I want to just say something about that just because it's something that is near and dear to my heart is I think that everyone out here, everyone listening needs to start a business just for the tax write-off. 
I mean, yep. because obviously we are all paying too much money in taxes. If, if our government can keep sending our money to every other country and not taking care of us. So how do we decrease the amount of taxes going to Washington? Well, we get our own business and then we start writing off as much as we can, which is what businesses do. Um, and I promise you, even if you're just doing small things like doing contract work with remnant, you get up, you become a 1099 and you can write off things like your car, like your gas expenses, travel expenses, your, um, you get a lot more opportunity to write things off. And I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. If you can get a good accountant, you will pay so much less. You will end up earning so much more because you're paying less in taxes. And so for, I mean, just look into it, look into, you know, how to start your own business in your state. Cause every state is different, but it's really a lot easier than you, than you think. And if it's your first time doing it, you can always go through something like legal zoom and they'll, they have packages for you. But I mean, you guys, I'm not kidding. You can save thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Thousands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ton of money. Yeah, yeah, a ton of money. And I didn't have my own business. I didn't have an LLC or anything like that. The the company that you work for, they just give you a 1099 at the end of the year. And when you're going through your taxes, it asks, do you have a 1099? You say yes. And then, you know, um, but I have a good accountant too. Yeah, so, have a good, yeah. Uh, it is important to have an accountant because they know write-offs that you'll never know because it's not what you do. Like they have to be certified and they have to take a test and exams. I mean, it's really, they know so much more than we could ever possibly know. I used to do those, like, um, what are those tax software programs? Oh, TurboTax. I used Turbo, to do yeah, that yeah. too. So I was doing TurboTax and all those things, even when I was a small business owner and I did it one year and then I finally went ahead and hired an accountant to do it. He saved me probably at least probably $20,000. Yeah. yeah. So definitely <laughs> worth it. You guys, you know, that's a, so go out there and try and be a contractor. I mean, contact Kimberly, cause this is the time. Yeah. And people, people are starting to realize as far as like uh, patients or clients really are starting to realize that they are safer at home with the nurse than they are going into the hospital. And I think that the last three years of COVID has really, have really shown us that um, if you go into the hospital with COVID, you go in with a bounty on your head. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. So I think it's safer to be at home with a nurse providing you supportive care. And if it gets to a point where, you know, that nurse recognizes that it needs to be escalated and you need to go in and uh, seek a higher level of care, well, our nurses go right with you. And then you have an advocate at your side throughout your admission. And there is a lot of value in that as many of us watched our patients die. Mm -hmm. uh, during COVID because they didn't have an advocate at their side. So the value of this really, really cannot be overstated. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, if you're a nurse or a healthcare worker, you know, we have opportunities like that to go in the home. Um, we're going to have IV hydration uh, programs and nurses that are going in to do IV hydration in different settings. Um, but we also have a lot of virtual uh, work that we do as well. We do a lot of health coaching um, and and that sort of thing also. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. And you know what I want to say too, before we close this part out is make sure you have a nebulizer at home. Yes. Mm -hmm. You should have, everyone should have a nebulizer and an oxygen concentrator because mm -hmm. those are the main reasons why people need to go to the hospital and stay there is 
to keep their oxygen up. But if you have an oxygen concentrator, I mean, I don't know if you guys know of one, but I got mine off of Amazon. And I was going to say, I've seen them on Amazon and different. Yeah. Like, and I think it's like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad has used it when he comes here to visit because he needs to be on oxygen. So yeah, totally. That's a great idea. That's a good one for preparing too, for the next pandemic. Yeah. Um, here's a question from Catherine. She says, how do those of us who spoke out early and often cope with others in our profession who continue to call us quacks and anti-vaxxers when we're really just anti-fraud? I already lost my job once for refusing to comply with mandates. I don't want to lose the one I have now just because I'm honest with patients. I will not partake of or administer certain experimental agents. Well, good for you. First of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you yeah. for that. I, yeah, I will say um, I work around, I still work in the hospital system. Um, I, I work for myself, but I'm still required to follow their ordinances. Well, I'm supposed to, but you can always get an exemption. And every single facility that I go to offer exemptions. And so that's number one. Um, and then dealing with people around you, uh, just, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I just don't care. Girls, I same. You. I yep. was listening to, um, it, pick your battles. Okay. This is what I'm going to say. Pick your battles. Cause I really was thinking about this. I was in the room the other day and this, um, I'm not even going to go in depth in describing who said what, because, you know, okay. But let me just say that this person in the room was complaining about how their patient had asked for ivermectin. And she was saying, no, uh, you know, she wasn't going to give it, give it to her patient. And she was like, well, okay. So if you won't give it to me, if you, let's say you could prescribe it around a, what amount would you prescribe? And she was like, no, I'm not going to tell you that because, you know, she was like, I don't want you to go out there and go get some from the, the veterinarian or whatever. And she was, and the people in the room were like, well, what is it? And she was like, oh, it's just some dog dewormer that people are taking for COVID. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, I'm in (laughs) They're so So, ignorant. They are. So I was like, mind, my mind was about to blow up and explode. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm in in a room, entire room full of people operating is this oh, my battle shoot, operating? <laughs> we're, in, we're in surgery right now. Is this the time to pick this battle where I wanted mm. to, you know, start to spout out all of the things that this person is saying this based on her political leanings, right? Well, so, what is she a nurse or a doctor? No, she's a physician. Oh, oh, even worse. Even worse, right? Yeah, like that they don't know any better. They should absolutely no better this is a medication that's been around and safely Nobel given school 30 years <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm thinking about the situation right okay and then you think about it having been a nurse for a while you think about okay i could i could say something which would embarrass her right and would she receive the message in that moment no would anybody even remember? Probably not. It really wouldn't do what I wanted to do. And I think, so in that moment, I decided to bite my tongue and decided, okay, there's got to be a better way for me to educate her on this without her feeling attacked. Because 
I've had these debates in the OR with people. You have a captive audience. <laughs> I do. Right. And we, and I've gone through this with so many different people and we've had arguments and we've had debates and in the end, they never change their mind. And yeah. so I've been thinking, what's, what's another way we can go about doing this? And I think that the only thing we really can do is teach people how to think. So if you equip them with the basics, then maybe they'll take that basic knowledge and they'll use it to make better decisions, right? So I can't say I have an answer exactly on how to do it, but I've been working in my head trying to figure out how can I teach people how to make sense of the basic things like one plus one is two. Now I want you to take that out and start doing your own math to figure things out, but just feeding them the, here are the statistics, here's this, here's that. It's not working for us. I think you're, no. you're hundred percent right, April. And I think that something that I have done and that's been really um, has worked for me is that I just try to get, I ask simple questions. Mm -hmm. Like when I talk about, um, was COVID killing all of the patients? Or if COVID, the, if the virus itself were killing the patients, why were we not pulling bodies out of homes and out of off the streets? Mm -hmm. We weren't. Patients were only dying in the hospital. So just saying that simple fact, and then and then say to them, "What? Well, don't you think that's strange? And why do you think that is?" Yeah. And it's just pointing out these things that are just logical and making them start using their critical thinking skills. Um, and we all have them, or we should all have them at this yeah. point. Um, well, I think the problem is, is that, you know, they, they say that when people have um, that, that are victims of propaganda, mm -hmm. that they um, they don't see facts anymore. They only think with emotion. Mm -hmm. So you have to hit them on an emotional level. Now, what does that mean exactly? You know, every situation's different. But I think we all have a duty to speak the truth. Like for, for me, for an example, the first thing that came to mind when she said that, you know, it was a horse dewormer or something, I would have said, no, I think I'm pretty sure that it's on the world's list of essential medications. Yeah. It's been around for 40 years. So we have a lot of safety data on it. Right. Right. You know, something like that. And, you know, and then I, I probably would have said, there, there are doctors that prescribe there. There's protocols, you know, they have the McCullough protocol, the Zelenko protocol, the FLCCC protocol. Um, and it's 0 0.6 milligrams per kilogram. Um, <laughs> <You were> <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Are we going to, we need to go to break real quick. <laughs> I like it. We're going to go to break on the other side of this break. We're going to continue on this one for this particular topic. Cause I'm interested in knowing how you guys would have answered this question. So stay tuned. You guys. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, we, we do have amazing products, but Asia guys, this is our new sponsor. And let me tell you this morning, my son was getting ready to leave and he said, my armpits are burning. And I said, why in the world were you, are your armpits burning? And I said, was that that new deodorant that you got? Cause he ran across the street to go get some. And he said, yeah, well, I've tried it before and it didn't burn. And I said, well, maybe your body doesn't like it anymore. And I gave him the Sia redox gel. And I said, do you want me to put this on you? And he said, yeah. And immediately, immediately the burning stopped. And then when we were in the car, he said, they don't burn anymore. So their products are just so amazing. I know so many people that are using it on their skin. I mean, you know, people use it all over. So check it out. The Sia Redox Gel. 
Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey, welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. Um, I am your host, Nurse April, today, and we have a different format we're doing. So on Mondays, we're going to be doing something where we're going to answer listener questions, concerns, comments, anything that you guys email us. Today, I am joined with Nurse Jody and Nurse Kimberly, and we were just talking about how do we maintain our ability to continue working in the healthcare field and, and not be called, what was it? Let me, I'm trying to go back to the listener's comments so that we can, let me just be, hold on. I'm going I'm to not be called quacks. I think she said, or yeah, uh-huh. she doesn't want to be a cold yeah. quack. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing is who cares what people think? Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you know that you're speaking the truth, you know, then who cares? Oh yeah. You know, I, always, I always say, you know, just don't be mean to people. 
be kind in mm-hmm. your response, be respectful, be and in, you know, intelligent and and yeah, just speak the truth. Yeah. What I've learned though is like I'm not going to waste my finite time arguing with people who do not have eyes to see and ears to hear. They just don't. Yes. You know, we're yeah. we're we're going to have to like you know, pray for them Mm -hmm. and move on because like there are too many people that can actually um, take this information and who will learn from this information. And and those are the people we need to be focusing on. I can't tell you how many people reach out that have just been watching me. They're watching you. They're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're watching. And when it hits home to for, for them, you know, um, is when they do reach out and they say, Hey, I know what you've been doing, by the way, thank you. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's been a lonely world out here, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, part of you, you know, it's uh, yeah, again, be kind, right. Be open mm-hmm. and, and know that people are going to come to the truth on their own time. Mm-hmm. And we've all said, y- yes, we know, we, we know what we knew. We, we, told you all this for years, but we're still, we're not judgy, right? Mm-hmm. Where we understand that people, there's eyes open and ears open at different times. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah just the truth. We've got to, we have to meet people where they are on their journey, because remember, there was a time when all of us weren't awake, but think about these moms who have been out here screaming for decades that their children have been vaccine injured. And here we are um, encouraging vaccines and administering vaccines right. for, yes. for years and decades. So we, we can't, we can't be like, well, we've been out here for years. Yeah. But, and, and those moms have been out here for decades and we were part of the problem at one time. So I think it's really important to, to give grace not hold the guilt of that for ourselves certainly we can't carry that guilt because you know we you don't know what you don't know until until you do right yeah but when you know better we are called upon to do better and i think that's what all of us are here doing now so i think it's important to um meet people where they are on their journey stand in our truth and keep be kind to people and be here when they come and they do reach out and many of them like you said jody many of them are coming and reaching out they are starting to connect the dots because whether they admit it or not they are listening to what we're saying Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're listening. Mm-hmm. And this analogy, and I like to talk about this a lot, because, you know, we could come out really hard with everything. If people are thirsty, right, do we do we want to just give them a sip of water? Or do we want to sh- hit them with <laughs> fire hose? Like, right. let's give them a sip of water, you know, um, and then and then just, you know, answer questions and be there for them when in their own time. Very mm-hmm. true, because it's easy to just we don't realize like over the last, you know, two, three years, we've been collecting all this data. So when somebody asks us a question, we just pour it out. Like we're just so like, you know, overwhelmed and we want to share all the information. And for them, it's completely overwhelming. Like they yeah. can't take all We that. lose them. They lo- We lose them very quickly when we go down that road. So I think giving like a little bit of a drip here and there, or a little sip of water here and there and let them there. Uh, like I said, they're, they're listening. They are paying attention and people are starting to connect the dots. I mean, there are so many people that are getting sick. It's not just the cardiac issues, but we see a lot of like infections, fungal infections, bacterial infections, because we've literally destroyed our immune systems right right we we really have and i think people are starting hopefully are starting to wake up to what's been happening and maybe we can get them on the right road with you know detoxification and listen regular detoxification is so 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 important now that's um goes into another question so 
Sarah asked, does the COVID vaccine cause cancer? My very healthy mom was diagnosed with appendix cancer exactly two years after getting the vaccine. How far out from the shot can things like this happen? Um, what you were just talking about, when we think about it, our body is constantly fighting off cancer cells. Yeah. What has changed to cause so many people to start developing these cancers and these rapid, aggressive forms of cancer? Well, mm -hmm. it seems to me that it is this change in our immune system. Our body is no longer able to fight off these cancer cells and they're able to just run amok. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we know that the injection lowers the T cell mm -hmm. um, and our T cells are in our immune system and there are memory cells. And so when your body comes into contact with something that it's come into contact, that's where your T cells like come and fight. Well, if they're not there fighting, then, you know, then your body can be overran. You know, it's the same with AIDS. We're, we're, we're hearing the term VADES, right? They just yeah. put a V in front of it, but it's immune, um, acquired immune deficiency and AIDS lowers your T cells. So, you know, it's hard to say, could this be from that or, or not? After two years later, I know, you know, about a year ago or so, we were hearing the doctors say that if you didn't have any issues right away, you know, then you probably will be okay. But now they're changing that and they're mm -hmm. flipping the script on that the more that comes out. Unfortunately, we heard, you know, those of us that found Judy Mikovich that really, you know, opened our eyes onto the corruption. Uh, lots of things that she said was a possibility before it even came to market. Um, we're seeing. So, yes, but, you know, again, I try to tell people not to live in that space. You know, mm -hmm. deal with what you're what you're dealt with now. Um, you know, if you didn't want to take it and you did, you know, just repent of it. Ask God to, you know, get that off of your uh, off of your mind and off of your heart and mm -hmm. and keep it moving. Don't let the don't let the enemy, you know, come and attack you mentally mm -hmm. as well as physically and spiritually. You and, know, because be careful. Be yeah. careful to take care of your immune system. Yeah. So eating healthy, knowing what foods you're putting into your body. Um, read the ingredients, you guys, because I promise you they are putting poison in everything that they can intentionally. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, eat clean and be very careful because it's your immune system that you want to keep strong to help prevent from, to help you prevent getting cancers and getting these other diseases that a lot of people will seem to be coming down with. Yeah. yeah and I mean, oh, go ahead, Kimberly. Oh, sorry. I, I think it's important to note also that, you know, at this point um, with so many of the population being vaccinated, I think we just really all need to assume that we've all been exposed at this point mm -hmm. to um, the, the spike protein because from shedding and from just all of these other um, we know that it is in the bodily fluids. Um, so, you know, the so kissing or, you know, um, se sexual relations, we, we know that it can be transmitted that way. So it's important to keep that in mind. I think we've all been exposed at this point and we all need to really focus on, um, keeping 
our immune system in optimal condition, whether that be through clean eating, detoxification, um, regular parasite cleanses sound like a good idea as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Agree. And clean eating, you know, when we say clean eating, it, it's really understanding that it's whole food. So, mm-hmm. you know, steak, chicken, shrimp, you know, fish, salmon, you know, um, you, you look at it and you know what it is, you know, not getting something that's, you know, processed. So like, even if you want to say, get your, your meat frozen, does it just say that it's steak on there or what other ingredients are there? So that's what we mean by clean eating. What does it they say? If it comes in like a bag, a box or a wrapper, um, (laughs) Like no, <laughs> yeah, or or stay mm-hmm. on the outside of the store. Yes. Right, stay outskirts. on the outside, yeah. Then. But also, if you can get involved in some of these co-ops, support your local farmers who are not vaccinating their animals. Mm-hmm. Um, know where your meat's coming from. Know where your chicken and all your like. Know where your food is coming from. The best way to know is to shop local. Get yeah. to know your farmers. There are co-ops, I'm sure, all over the country where you can get involved and it's basically a bunch of you and your neighbors coming together and saying, Hey, we're going to buy our meat from this farm or our milk from this farm. Oh yeah. Raw milk is really actually good for you. I didn't even know that, you know, they taught, they taught me in school, all these things about, Oh, don't drink that. It's bad for you. And yeah. You've got a question. Like literally, like COVID opened my eyes to so many things, and I start. I question literally everything now. Right. Right. Oh. If they told me, if they told me, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. It's going to be the total opposite. Exactly. Just do the opposite of what they taught us. Yes. Um, Here's one from Lori. She says, my concern is for California nurses forced to use schools as a public health agency directly connected to database and the pending legislation to vaccinate without parental consent. We were just and, talking about that. Yeah. And to treat without parental consent. Children are at the mercy of outrageous California public health policies and nurses who speak out are at risk of losing their licenses, a measure to control and force public health policies. Wow. Lori, that's move out of California. Is my yeah, first, girl. That would, right. that would be my first <laughs> suggestion. Same. Same. Um, and and number two, we were talking about this earlier, April, before we started mm-hmm. on the show, is that um, the WHO actually has have these little like vaccination clinics that they come into public schools, and they have what uh, what is called and, and it's all very well documented. You can find it right on the WHO website. It's what's called implied consent, right? So basically, they're going to send a notice home that says. Um, okay, on such and such a day, you know, we are going to be holding this vaccine vaccination clinic. And the assumption is if your child is in school that day, that's in, that's what they consider implied consent. They figure if you didn't want your child to get vaccinated that day that you would have kept at home. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my, my child never brought any of them damn notices home. To, <laughs> right. You know, you know, they were like stuffed down in a backpack somewhere, <laughs> or, you know, right. whatever. So the, the likelihood that we're going to get this notification um, is, is slim. And you've you've got them really this this gives them way, way too much leeway into what they can do to our children. My I thank God every day my child is grown. But my best advice, especially if you're in a state like California, homeschool. Yes. 
figure it out. I don't care if it's like with a co-op or, you know, where you get a bunch of the parents together and you actually pool your resources and your money and you hire a teacher, um, a like-minded teacher who's going to teach your children yes. reading and arithmetic um, and the golden rule, be kind to one another. Go back to these one-room schoolhouses, right? Like we had, on, you know, I'm a little obsessed with Little House on the Prairie, but I mean, that's what we need to go back to. <laughs> I you know? agree. Absolutely. Actually, my, so my sister-in-law started homeschooling this year. So she's got one who was supposed to start high school, my niece, Addison, and um, they joined a co-op at their church and they, they are loving it. I mean, the change has just been dramatic, but it's so much fun for them. And they are having, I mean, they're learning, there's more freedom. Um, Don't be scared. I would just say, don't be afraid, just be courageous. There's Mm -hmm. lots of resources out there for you. Homeschool, even if you're still having to work, homeschool is flexible. You know, you're not, you don't have to teach in the morning. You can teach whenever it works for you. Yeah. Well, with Benjamin, you know, he's in eighth grade this year and, and I, what we did this, it's called out school Mm -hmm. and they had all these different classes that he could take. And we just went through the, the curriculum and, um, Sorry. Of course, I didn't turn my phone off. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, And we just went through the curriculum together and said, what, you know, what interests you? What do you want to do? And, you know, and he just picked his classes and some days are a little heavy. Some days he only has one. Mm. But, you know, we, we have to get out of that mindset of if they're not in class, For six hours a day, they're not learning. That is the biggest BS there is. Uh, I I had to, you know, well, first of all, I'm not a type A person anyway. Um, So, you know, I, my heart goes out to you type A parents Mm -hmm. that are like, oh, I have to do it this way, this way, this way. And if it's not done this way, then they're not, you know, getting the education for, for me with him, I, said, do you know how to read a ruler? Do you know how to do fractions? Do you know how to do some algebra? Um, and all of that you do well, does geometry interest you? No. So Mm -hmm. I signed him up for the ACT SAT program Mm -hmm. or class to prepare him. If, if the, if the one test that matters to get into college is the ACT and SAT, Mm-hmm. Then why are we not studying that every freaking Hello. year? Hello. Girls, can you not say like when you were in nursing school and then you learn that the, the tests are done in NCLEX format and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, then all I need to do is read NCLEX books. Yeah. I'll just go get all the old NCLEX books and I'll do NCLEX questions all day long. Because yep. that's the only thing that really matters. And so that's the same that I think with school. Um, it doesn't have to be all of that. And, you know, he's taken some cool classes like learn the stock market. They gave him 100,000 virtual dollars and Ooh. he learned how to do the stock market. And they and had those social things I would have loved to have learned in school. Right. Yeah. right. How to balance your checkbook. What is a checkbook? Like he's mm-hmm. taken some of the coolest classes. And, and then, you know, I'm like, you know, quiz him afterward and we discuss it. And then I say, okay, well, you don't have to take that anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. nice. 
Yeah, I think that for people who are worried about what's going on, and because there was another um, question that was also asking, how do I make, you know, allow my kids to go to school without having to get them vaccinated? And that's going to depend on the state that you live in, because some states require it, other states you can opt out. Um, but better yet, just homeschool your kids and just get together with a group of like-minded people and do it. Because I don't know, a lot of people that I go to church with also homeschool. And the church has resources. They have a library that they can go to. They have all these groups they can participate in. These homeschool kids are so smart. They are so well-developed. They socialize really well because they're socializing in a more normal way. They're not just, you know, sticking them in a room with kids their same age. They're kids that are older and younger. So they're learning how to behave. They watch the older kids and learn from them. They talk to Mm -hmm. adults and learn from them. And then the younger kids are looking up to them and learning. Like it's just a more natural way to, to, to school. I think I wish I could do it over. I'm definitely going to homeschool my grandkids though. Absolutely. And that's why I tell people all the time, like I, I probably wouldn't have been a great um, yeah, I don't have the patience. I feel like I didn't have the patience when my son, I was a single mom. I felt like I didn't have the patience to, you know, homeschool him. But at the, if, if it were the world that we're living in right, right now, I would have figured it out. I would have figured it out. Um, it's almost better to get no schooling uh, because it's not educated. These are kids are not getting educated. They're getting indoctrinated. That's right. That's all there is to it. They're not, you know, teaching them to read, write and, you know, do all of that. No, they're teaching them. Um, they're grooming them really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. all of this gender confusion and, and all of, um, all of the stuff that's going on, just this complete wokeness, um, that is just infiltrated and it's across all facets of society. It's our education system, our financial system, it's healthcare. It's so coordinated. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing is recognizing this for what it is and that it does extend so far beyond just this healthcare system yeah. across all facets. Yeah. I actually is just thinking of a post my attorney did. Uh, he, he moved out to, he got married and his wife has uh, a you know a couple kids and her daughter's in sixth grade. Well, she's going to public school out in California. And he did this post. It was so funny. Um, so she gets a call from the principal's office and she said, we, we have your daughter in here. Her and some other girls were bullying another classmate and she found out, you know, they, they have this group chat that they, you know, her and her friends, you know, um, go back and forth on, uh, she's not very active on there, but she's in the chat. And one of the girls who's in sixth grade said that she identifies as a fur baby now. Oh, and, <laughs> and so the girls said, well, you know, we, we heard that rabies was on the, on the <laughs> upside. <laughs> Are you vaccinated for it? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and they said that it was hate speech. So my attorney, I said, I said, oh, oh my gosh. I go, girl, they don't. I, I commented on the post. I said, they don't even know who you have in your back pocket. Right. Well, then next, my attorney does a post and, and, you know, he's all like sarcastic going through it. But he reads the letter that he wrote to the school uh, about, you know, the vaccination. And then he said, and then I need to know what your animal policy is. 
happens. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna have to send me this letter. That's hysterical. Oh god, that. You can find him. He's on uh, Yoder Y O D E R E S Q oh, okay. on Instagram. If you oh listen to it, it's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we, we can't That's because, bullying now though, right? Right. And yeah, well, not anymore. They're gonna apologize apologizing <laughs> to these girls. But they took their phone and oh. they deleted the message. <gasps> the principal did. No, oh, wow. they they have something on their yeah, yeah, they're not they're not he's not letting this one go, but that that's the thing, guys. It's like we we have to stand up. We cannot just roll over and tolerate it because mm-hmm. that's how culture changes. Yeah, that's how you know the culture changes even in the the hospitals and the nursing units. Mm-hmm. We allow these things to happen, and the culture shifted quick, mm-hmm. quick, yeah. quick. Yep. And I mean, what what they care about the most is money. So once we start pulling our kids out of school and homeschooling them, they start losing all that money. They'll change their policies. Yep. They're not going to have it. And I keep saying that even about like I I always talk about the hospital, like burning that system to the ground. And, you know, we're probably not likely not going to be able to do that. But the more relevant we become as an alternative um, system, you know, the we are going to hold their feet to the fire and they are going to have to raise their standards. They're going to have no choice if they want to stay, you know, relevant. And uh, when, when there's options out there for people, they are going to have to raise their standards because they meet the standard of care. It's just that the standard of care is so disgustingly low in this country, um, which is really, really sad. It really is. So my um, my kids are graduated from high school. And so my daughter had gotten into a car accident recently. And so she had to deal with all of the, you know, getting the insurance company to negotiate a price and they ended up totaling her car. And so she's going through this process of, you know, trying to decide what to do. And then she needs to get a car. Now she's in college. She doesn't have a car. She's got to get to class. And so she doesn't have, you know, her car at the time when she bought it, she was able to buy it in cash, but you know, the market is crazy now. So the used car market is just ridiculous. And so she's trying to find a car. So she doesn't have a car. No, she doesn't have enough. And so she's having to look at potentially getting a a car loan to supplement the difference. And so she was like, why didn't they teach us this in school? Like the stuff that she actually needs to know, how am I supposed to navigate this? Because they're giving her interest rates. She's only 19. She doesn't have credit. So they're like, well, since you don't have credit, the interest rate is going to be like 19, 20%. And she was like, wait, so 20%. Yeah. 20% and up is what they're doing right now. Oh my gosh. And she's like, well, what does that mean? He was like, well, your car note is only going to be, you know, whatever. It was like 300 a month. And she was like, okay, but how much am I paying in the end? And he's, you know, turns a $14,000 car into a $28,000 car. She was like, it's not even worth $28,000. I don't want to spend that much money for this car. And so the fact that she is, you know, she's kind of fresh. She's been in college for a few years, but she's freshly out of high school and and is saying they didn't teach me the things I needed to know in high school. Like she, and she was in all these AP classes and all this, you know, advanced classes. And yet here she is saying the stuff that they taught her was basically useless because Mm -hmm. the stuff she needs to know she's having to learn. She's getting this on the job training now. And I'm like, okay, but if you would have been homeschooled, we could have done some real life lessons, lessons that mattered. Yeah. Listen, this is all by design. You know, they want the populace ignorant. Mm-hmm. They want the populace ignorant because that's how um, they get so many of um, the population to comply. 
yeah. with everything because they, the compl- our life is too complex and you know we need the government to tell us what to do and what to think and yeah. we don't know how to do anything um so they they keep everybody you know paying these high interest rates and doing all of these things they keep everybody ignorant so it, it is all very much by design definitely mm-hmm. definitely and that keeps us as long as you're in debt that keeps you a slave to the system because you have to work. That's right. It's all, it's all interconnected. It's like this big rat race. And I cannot tell you how happy I am just to be outside of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, um, to not be participating and to be so awake and aware to it. And I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I don't do that anymore. You know, I, I don't want a job of any kind because I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, I'll make my own way. I will make my own money. I will, I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing your game anymore. Yeah. Well, it's even like credit report. My son's friend posted on their Instagram page. She's like, how in the world do I lose 35, 30, 300, no, 35%. Did she say 35% or 35 points? No, I think it was 35 points, 35 points for paying off my card. Yes. What? Yes, yeah. They penalize you for yep. paying off your card. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want you in debt. They want you in debt. So when you're paying off your credit, because I've done that, I might I drop my credit score down uh, low. They want you in debt. They want you paying every month um, and, and just continuing to live a life uh, that is full of debt and where you are reliant on them for credit or for um, now they have the social credit score coming out. You know how the number are you going to be? Oh my God, I'm going to be have like negative numbers. <laughs> I wonder if me? they'll be. Able, I wonder if they'll be able to tell when I smoke my cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, yeah, they're going to cut you off. They're not going to let you. Yeah, yeah, I'm back in gosh. Facebook jail again. I got eight hour reprieve and I am back. Really? Okay, You're back in again? again? Back in again. I got out this morning and I'm back in again. I don't know. Dang, what did you post to get back in? I, I don't know. Like they don't even tell me anymore. They used to say, hey, this post um yeah. is what brought you in trouble. They don't anymore. They just say you're restricted. You can't do you didn't follow our community standards, so you can't what? do the things we usually do. So I can't tag people, I can't share posts, I can't do it's it's so yeah. weird. They're doing the same to me on Instagram. I mean, I've been talking about, you know, the truth movement over the last 15 days. I think that's a code word uh, for them or a flag word truth, mm-hmm. because my posts have just been so censored. I am getting, you know, it's like out of 30,000 followers, maybe, maybe a thousand are seeing my post. Maybe. Oh, wow. And then if I talk about God and truth in the same one. <laughs> forget about it. Like they do not let it go out at all. Yeah. So, well, this is the point of this platform, right? The goal is to shine a light in the darkness. So if you want to find the truth and you don't want, and you want it to be uncensored truth, you guys are going to have to listen to nurses out loud, or you're going to have to come to America out loud, talk radio to hear what's really going on. Um, unfortunately we've run out of time. So thanks for listening. And remember to tune in Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Noncore at 11 p.m. Remember, our goal here is to shine a light in the darkness. God bless you. It's time.